Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hey, Real Visionaries. What's up? It's Elaine. So today I am speaking with a gentleman who helps people make their own Bitcoins in their own homes. Now, I'm not an expert in the mining space, but I do know it's one of the most crucial subsectors of the digital asset space. So I have Whit Gibbs, who is the CEO and co-founder at Compass Mining, who lives and breathes this stuff day in, day out. Whit, it's finally good to have you on Real Vision, man. Elaine, I am so excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me on. Good. Look, I've been a, a fan of Compass Mining because the team is great. You know, you guys are active on Twitter and every time a country bans mining, we sort of see you all over the place. And just to tell the general landscape of things, you know, what the hell is going on? So you guys have a, a good lay of the land there. I want to start by asking you this as well. What is mining and why does it matter? So mining, the easiest way to think of this is it's the underlying infrastructure, which supports, secures and powers the Bitcoin network. So to put it in, uh, terms that most people will understand. Think of it like the compute that runs your apps on your phone or the Netflix on your TV. Only here, that compute is called hash rate, which is the computer speed ran by miners around the world, contributing to the Bitcoin blockchain, adding new blocks to the chain. So when you're mining, you're creating new blocks and you're adding them to the blockchain, securing and ex extending uh, Bitcoin as a network. Okay, cool. And then tell me who are Compass Mining and what do you guys do? So at Compass, our goal is to help everyone mine Bitcoin. When we launched in October of 2020, our mission was very simple. The mining space had become very industrialized and we wanted to open it up to everybody. Men, women around the world having the ability to uh, support Bitcoin's underlying infrastructure, and of course, generate Bitcoin for themselves in the process. Compass doesn't mine any Bitcoin ourselves. We devote all of our energy and resources to letting other people mine Bitcoin. So Compass customers uh, are generating a substantial amount of Bitcoin every day. Right now, we've got almost 39,000 machines plugged in and hashing for our customers around the world. Okay, so I want to touch on the retail side of things and let's get into a little bit more about that. Uh, you know, how does it work? Talk me, to, talk me through the process when someone calls you up and say like, hey, you know, I wanna mine Bitcoin in my own garage. What happens then? So if it's as simple as setting it up in your home garage, what we do is we help you procure the ASICs that you need to mine Bitcoin. ASICs are application-specific integrated circuits. Think of them like computers that only do one thing, and that one thing is generate Bitcoin for you. So we sell you those ASICs, ship them right to your house, uh, and then we have guides that will help you in understanding what you need to do to get your home ready to plug in these uh, very loud, very hot machines that generate Bitcoin for you. Well, yeah. So, you know, if you sent one to me, how does the average Joe or Jane, what do they need in their house before they host the miner? What are the checklists that I need to go through? 
So there, there's quite a long checklist with regards to what you need to do to prepare your home for uh, hosting ASICs. And that includes speaking to an electrician in your area that can help you make sure that your outlets are ready to receive the ASICs. They don't plug into your normal 110 volt outlet that you have on your wall in the States. Um, you have to, to get that rewired so you can receive it. You also need to make sure that you have an exhaust system to take the heat from the ASIC and move it away from the machine itself. Uh, think of it like your computer. If you've ever ran one of those big towers for your computer, if you put your hand on the back, it's quite warm usually. Now multiply that by about 100, and that's the heat that's put off by an ASIC. So you have to take that heat and move it outside of the room. So that requires some HVAC work. Uh, and then you also have to get your shelving in place. It's important to make sure that you've got a safe place to put these because they are very hot. Uh, and then most importantly, certainly not last to this list, is the noise. Every ASIC is like a blender running full blast 24-7. They are very noisy. So you have to make sure that you've got some dampening material on in whatever room it's in. Otherwise, your uh, husband or wife is likely to leave you if you put too many of these things in your house from the noise you'll you'll create. Okay, okay. So that's the retail side of things. So there's a really good extensive checklist. Um, but it's good to understand how it all works from the retail side. But there's, then now let's move on to the big boy stuff, though. So just looking at that and where you guys have your facilities, tell me what states do you currently operate in? And what states are you looking into? And what facilities, if you have any across the world, you guys seem to be everywhere at a huge scale? So we are operating 23 facilities uh, or working within 23 facilities in five countries. And, you know, we've got Russia, Canada, the United States, Iceland, and some in Kazakhstan, although that's uh, slowly being phased out. In the United States, we have operations in Georgia, Texas, Kentucky, Oklahoma. Um, we are working in New York now. We also have expanded into Ontario. We're in Manitoba and Alberta and BC. So we are uh, we are almost coast to coast with regards to, to North America. Um, and the thing with us, and I know we talked about home mining, the beautiful thing about Compass is that if you want to avoid all of the challenges that come with actually hosting a machine in your house, that's where Compass steps in to fill the gap. So these, these big guys, these publicly traded mining companies, they mine in data centers. And prior to Compass, it was very hard to get space in these data centers. What we do is we give everyone the ability, even if you only want one machine, to plug that one machine in at a quality data center somewhere in the world. So you pay an advantageous rate and you can mine Bitcoin to your wallet. So I have to keep this very basic to follow my head and train of thought. So if I can get my hands on an ASIC miner, you can essentially babysit it for me? Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, even better still, you don't have to worry about getting your hands on it. You can go right to the Compass website, buy it from us. We'll send it directly to the data center and then manage it for you. And then I just open a wallet and then my Bitcoin will be in there. You give us your wallet address, we connect it, you're mining directly to your wallet, and we just bill you for power every month. Excellent. Okay, so I know in the business of Bitcoin mining, a major variable is efficiency in terms of energy consumption. Now, one popular way to do this is apparently immersion cooling. Uh, cooling. And I've taken a look at this, mm -hmm. I had a little quick Google, and it looks insane. It's just a computer basically yes. in water. So truly some really technological pioneering stuff. So I want to ask you, what's the future of immersion cooling in compass mining? And can, uh, you know, can your customers opt in for that option to maximize efficiency? I really don't know how this works. So <laughs> go ahead and tell me more about it. 
Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. The cooling setups that they have for these immersion systems are, they're so cool. It's like a science experiment that you can just stare at for hours and hours. They dunk these machines in this dialectic fluid, which allows them to operate, but it keeps them cool and it muffles all of the noise. So it solves a lot of problems for the miners. Um, right now, we don't have any immersion options through Compass just because they are more of a, of an industrial play. They're expensive to build, expensive to maintain. Um, so we focus more on air-cooled machines for our customers. However, we are working on an immersion site in Texas that we hope will be live in the next six months that our customers will have the option to start testing the waters with immersion if they would like to go that route. Okay. So, um, and I know we can spend forever on this one, but I want to move on to talking about the um, energy that's used up in the process of mining. So I was just looking at the New York Times today. There's a headline thrown up and it's called uh, Bitcoin miners uh, want to recast themselves as eco-friendly. But then I also read other headlines that say many crypto uh, mining computers that are already uh, powered by renewable um, energy sources or by energy um, that would otherwise be wasted. So what are your thoughts about green mining, whether it be solar or wind? I've read that basically China closed off a, a massive hydropower access. It's such a mammoth topic. So give me like a simple lay of the land of what exactly that means when they say you know, mining can use renewable energy. Sure. Well, most important is to understand how much energy Bitcoin uses, the Bitcoin network uses. We hear it all the time. It uses as much as a small country or uses as much as the city of Las Vegas. In reality, the Bitcoin network uses less than 1% of all energy produced globally every year. More energy is lost in transmission than is consumed by the Bitcoin mining network. And to put it into perspective, the traditional data center community uses 10% of the power generated. So when you look at one compared to the other, it's, it's very small in comparison. Over 60% of the Bitcoin network in North America is powered by renewables. And this is a trend that we're seeing uh, in, increase and improve year over year. You know, China uh, was a big, um, uh, how do I say this? They were one of the largest miners prior to the, the Chinese mining ban. And a, a big percentage of that mining was done using coal power. Uh, Kazakhstan was another that was mining using coal power. But both of those countries are now uh, waning and moving away from mining. So we're seeing more and more of the, the Bitcoin network being powered by renewables, which is a net positive not only for the environment, uh, but also for Bitcoin's uh, viability, because it's an easy thing to attack when you talk about any industry that's being powered mostly by fossil fuels, especially nowadays, it gets a lot of hate. And Bitcoin miners have been on the front foot, making sure that they are not following in that trend to uh, look at fossil fuels as much as they are looking at renewables. Hey there, revolutionaries. Thanks for tuning in. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the most brilliant minds in finance and crypto. Join our community of lifelong learners for exclusive access, unparalleled education, and unbiased insights.